everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and your journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Hebrews 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For whoever will draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I'm Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week and we talk through truth and scripture. And we are diving back into your questions. This is part two of that. And just like last week, we are in Cayman, sitting across from each other, which is a lot of fun to be able to do these episodes face-to-face instead of via Zoom. So this episode, I don't even know, we dive into so much, but it basically, we are talking about faith and how to take a leap of faith. What does it look like to have faith? Is God accommodating our faith? I mean, there's just a lot. So buckle up, (laughs) join in our conversation. We are so glad that you're here. Hey, Kara. Here we go. Here we go. We've got questions. Part two of the questions. Yes, yes. I loved Uh, the first one about- Yes, I could tell. Oh, you're geeking out on all of the, I was just trying to pay attention. I know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, it was great. It just, I don't- you don't get into all that history, just it yeah. does. I do a little bit, but not into such details. You do, but you know what? Today, I don't know who uh, asked this question, but you know what? I love this question, and there were a couple of things that she gives me a little background of oh, yeah. her well, uh, of her story, history, and I'm going to talk about it. But first, I want you to uh, yeah, I'm going to tell me about the question. Yeah, is. let me set the stage. Okay. So, okay, so here's the question that we are going to dive into, and I'm going to kind of summarize this whole. Because there's kind of a couple questions in this, and then I'm also going to talk about, I'm going to kind of combine a few questions into one, into what I'm about to read. And then I know we will talk through it, you know, pretty fluidly. But basically, one of these, um, this person was raised in a Catholic family, which I think all automatically kind of gives this uh, background of religion and rules and s- some strictness, sternness to how they viewed religion and God and that whole thing. So now this person being in their late thirties, they are finding themselves diving headfirst into Bible studies and really wanting to believe the Bible and Jesus. But having doubt is one thing, but she is feeling like she's been on this journey for the last six months of diving into Bible studies and what it looks like to have faith in Christianity or slash Jesus. And she feels like she's the same place today that she was six months ago when she started this journey of really diving into, you know, who is Jesus? And she spends a lot of time praying. Well, I'm assuming it's she, I shouldn't say that, but spend a lot of time praying, reading the Bible books on Christian apologetics. And basically also comes down to, she just, they just ask if you could share some insights slash, slash suggestions you might have for someone like me. feels like a step off the cliff moment, but she doesn't know, they don't know what the word step means. And then the other kind of question that someone else was asking is, a statement that Andy Stanley actually says that God accommodates to our capacity and just wondering what supports this. So, and just what your perspective is on that. So we're kind of combining those questions all together because I think we're based on what you've told me, mom, mm-hmm. we're going to kind of just talk through this. That's right. All and, together. Yes. And I love the question. And I love the girl that, or the person, um, we say girls because we're in women's ministry. I said I girls because we we're in women's ministry. We'll just say she's whatever. a woman. Yeah. And, if you're not, um, sorry. But, you know, she gives a little bit of background, and I can understand this. And But one of the things that I want to talk about is she grew up, and with her parents that were very strict, they had some ways of 
they said it had some things that they kind of spoke over her. And so I wanted to address those things because that plays a huge part in her struggle mm. of getting to know God uh, and getting to have faith in God and struggles with God. You know, Jesus came and said, I've come. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the truth is so important because if you don't know the truth, you won't know the way. And so, oh, and that was one thing she did say. I skipped over that, but it was very much of a do as I say, not as I do mentality. Right. And that's the first one I'm going to address because that's actually a lie. Mm. Uh, that is something that uh, Jesus actually really was not very happy about it. Matter of fact, it's one of the woes that Jesus talked about to the scribes. And you can find that, whoever's um, reading this, it says, you do what I say, not as I do. And what that means, and I, as a parent, I've said this, it's not what I do, it's what I say. Well, when it comes to God and it, when it comes to truth and what is true, if you have this mentality, it, it, it kind of is very confusing. So when Jesus was talking and he really came down really hard on the scribes and the Pharisees. And in Matthew, I want you to write this down, 23, verses 1 through 4. I do want to read this. It says, Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. In other words, they give the law. So do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to do. And so Jesus did not like the very fact. Matter of fact, he hates it when we go around and telling people what to do, and you do because you're a hypocrite, right. basically. So Which I'm not going to say anything bad about the parents, but well, I do want to address that because well, I think that's a good that's point of like thing. whatever. With, and we maybe it was a different lie or a different thing mm -hmm. from our childhood. Of I do think that is an interesting, and we're not counselors here, but if there's something that is tripping you up in your faith or your walk with the Lord or whatever, you know, between you and your relationship with Him, to maybe do go back and look at, and maybe it's not even what what's said to you, but it, I think a lot of it's how it's perceived. You know, it's like mentality. Yeah, like I think that it's like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm in counseling. We all know this. And a lot of talking through childhood stuff and not, I mean, I had an amazing childhood. I mean, my counselor would even say the same, but a lot of it is like, I perceive things because in a child's mind, you know. I think you had a wonderful childhood. I just said that. I know. Oh. That's good. Um, <laughs> I happen to be her mother. Right. And yeah, yeah I mean, I have issues, but it's, yeah. it's. And which is a probably lot of, your mother. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I do think that, anyway, the. Point being, of, I think that is a good point of like, okay, let's think back to what maybe was spoken over us and how we may view the Lord and mm -hmm. ask the Lord to heal those things. I think that's like a good point in general. Yeah, it is. And you know, Paul confronted Peter in, in Galatians 2, 11 through 14, if you want to write that down uh, and go read back, because uh, Peter was, when he was uh, with uh, the Jewish people, he acted one way. When he was with the Gentiles, he's acted another. And and uh, Paul was like, Paul, what are you doing? I mean, Peter, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. You can't act one way and, and say one thing and then do another. So I wanted, just want to address that, that, you know, we're all human, and I'm not saying anything about their parents or anybody that said right. that, but I do feel like, as Kara was right. saying, we need to address that because I do believe that may play a big right. part well, and that was in a lot of, what you're I, with. My story, a lot of my story is I really felt like, 
I had a real works-based mentality. And that is mm-hmm. not at all the theology that I was raised with. But mm-hmm. for some reason, it was twisted in my mind. And I don't even know from I'm what. I talk about that But too. yeah, like, I, and so that's what I mean by I think that it's not even a... You don't realize how much it's connected. Yes, and how much like the enemy, because I think that's where like in our childlike minds, mm-hmm. it's, we're so vulnerable that it's so easy for the enemy to twist that's things. Right. Like I said, like I'm like, I cannot, there's never was a time in my childhood when anyone ever said anything. Like I heard grace, 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 but for some reason it never translated in my mm-hmm. child mind, you know? Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's not what they say, but what we hear. And That's what I'm know, saying. It's yeah. coming from what it right. is. But I do want to say that um, I do love this about um, Jesus and the fact that when uh, he was at the Transfiguration, remember? I Peter love that story so because Peter yeah, is so excited. Just, I'll stay here. just so annoying. And, uh, <laughs> and God came, God He's spoke. He's so annoying. He's just funny. I know you love him. Uh, and God spoke and he said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the scriptures. And you know what? I would really and truly encourage you just to go through the Gospels. And if you have a Bible that has all the red uh, writings, listen to what mm-hmm. Jesus said. You might find there's an old, very difficult. There's an old DC Talk song from the 90s called Red Letters. Well, there yeah. you go. But that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Red Letter Bible. And well, that's I what it's, I was talking about what Jesus said. But I do think that's a good mm-hmm. thing of like maybe reading what he what well, Jesus said, said and being and asking and praying in those moments of like, okay, Lord, like what am but what needs to be you healed? Are, listen, I do want to say this is very important. It, in all the Bible, I should have said this even when we talked about the Bible. You want to look for the heart of God. That's the key. The heart of God of loving. You want to look at the character of God. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But first, I just, can I one just, of the, yeah. I just want to say you look so annoyed right now. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> But I was really on a row. I'm sorry. Well, I just want to say it reminds me. There is a really good book that I'm reading right now called Gentle and Lowly, mm-hmm. and it is it talks. It's all about the heart of God and mm-hmm. how there's only one time that Jesus really speaks about his heart. I mean, we see his heart based on what he right. does, which is just what you're just saying. But he, the only time he describes himself is I don't remember. It's in Mark, but he's gentle and lowly mm-hmm. in this book. Come really, unto me, I'll, yeah, I'll, yes, my burden is light. Yes, because mm-hmm. I am gentle and lowly mm-hmm. in spirit and all that. But that is one that's really, really good. I, anyway, I'm reading yeah. it right now, yeah. so it's fresh in my mind. That's a great resource. The other lie, or I call it a lie, I'm not, I hate to tell this person that parents are lying to them, but. Um, but <laughs> well, they but may not have known. They, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like sometimes. Well, and, it's and like what you said. It's they, not what they say. It's what you hear. But, you know, she even wrote in her but maybe little bit of history that this is what was right. said. And maybe her parents really thought that was true. You yeah. know, like I don't. But I will say this. It says, uh um, one of the quotes that she said, you will go to hell for that, meaning performance. Mm-hmm. And um, like if you do this, or if that, you do this. Yeah. And you know, I grew up, and my parents are not strict at all. They might should have been a little bit more strict. But anyway, but I do remember feeling, oh, God is going to strike me dead. If I didn't go to church, if I didn't write my, if I had told a lie, you know, all those things, I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And if something bad happened, oh, God's punishing me. So it was always this view of God. You know, if I don't do something, God's going to punish me. If I'm not perfect, God's going to punish me. That's, again, looking at the heart of God. That's not God's heart, because if he wanted to punish you, he'd have never sent his son. But what I do want to say is you'll go to hell for that. And I wanted to just kind of clear up something for this person that is really struggling in her faith. And one of it is what is hell? And hell is reserved for sinners who have willfully rejected the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ as their Savior. That's what sends you to hell, not your performance. Now, if you reject 
Jesus as your Savior and you do not accept the fact that Jesus died for your sin, you will go to hell. Hell is literally a place of suffering, punishment, eternal separation. We just uh, finished with Revelation and uh, Satan is defeated and sent and placed into hell forever. But I do want to say this, that I want you to read Matthew 5, 22, Matthew 10, 38, Mark 9, 43, 2 Thessalonians 1 through 9, I just and 2 Peter 2, 14. I just, I just want you to understand that there is that God is love and that humans are, and we are free to choose whether or not we want to go to hell or not. And I will, two things I want to clear up. Okay. One, the demons believe that Jesus is Lord and Savior, right. but they do not accept him, as, the him as their personal Savior. No, they That's know right. he's Messiah. He knows it, but they don't, a Savior, I meant. They don't accept oh, him as the yes, like, Savior. They know he's the like, Messiah. There is a surrender. They know Son of the Most High. Right. Like, they, mm-hmm. there is a surrender and humility to that. And I think, like, that was one of the things that really opened my eyes many, many, many years ago of like, wait, even the demons believe that he is God yeah. and like Lord and son of God and all that, like what makes me any different? And it, and it was just one of those like heart check moments of like, okay, well, am I just, do I just believe it like the demons believe it or do, have I truly surrendered my mm-hmm. life, you know? And, and it's all about what I'm putting my faith in or who I'm right. putting my faith oh, in, overall, in, not in to make me better or to take care. And so when you say, if you do that, you can go to hell for that. You're putting your faith in your performance versus what God did and putting Mm -hmm. your faith on what Jesus did, his performance by dying on the cross. Right. And so, you know. Yeah. And the other thing I did want to say is if you really want to get a good picture of hell, then just read Revelation. Because every time we read Revelation. You're reminded. Well, I just, I... Don't act this I, it's a whole soapbox that I will not stand on right now, but I have zero tolerance for people who joke around about like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be in hell with my friends, you know, partying. Like for, they're not partying. Yeah, and I'm like, I just have eh, anyway. Again, that's another soapbox because I don't think we have to really understand. Well, here's how the thing because we know that there's not a miserable. lot of good going on right now, but hell, there's no light. There's fire, but there's no I light, mean, and the, there's all darkness. You think about going in some place where there's just such an oppression and it's like but also like you feel like you're on fire without dying yeah and yeah it's eternal you don't yeah just like imagine that go to like the hottest Mm place like go to the equator and Mm -hmm. be hot yeah and then (laughs) it's worse than that and and there's no relief well and then on top of that the separation from the lord and then again and that's what i want to say it is a separation from god and it's separation from good and it's separation there's no good there's no Love there. It's just hate and oppression. So that's hell. But anyway. That's great. Um, yep. The thing about it, I want to say, is that God is love. And yes, we as humans are free to choose whether or not we're going to receive Jesus, his you know, death on the cross as payment for our sin. I think it would be a contradiction from God to force people to love him. We don't want to uh, force people to love us. We want people to choose to love us. Just like we're made an image of God. We're not God, but we also want to be loved by people who have chosen to love us. And I think it would be also hell for uh, people to be forced to love uh, God when they actually hate him. But anyway, Jesus's action on the cross, I think, is um, the choice to receive him and reject him. That is what it means uh, that keeps us out of hell. So all of this is you go to do that, uh, you can go to hell. And so what I really want to talk about you know, we've talked about this, 
that it's not our sins that sends us to hell. It's rejecting the one who died for our sins that will send us to hell. And that's very important. I want to say that again. It is not our sins that send us to hell. It's rejecting the one who died for our sins that will send us to hell. And this is essential because whoever asked this, they're struggling with their performance. They're struggling with, do I have enough faith? I pray and I read my Bible. And we're such I feel like I have as much faith. Of yeah. Always of my, it's my, about my performance. Now, obedience is the key. Obedience is important. I'm not saying anything about, but we're talking about whether or not you go to hell or not. You may feel like you're living in hell if you make bad choices because you're going to reap the consequences of those. But that's not hell. That is reaping the consequences of your sin. God has still forgiven you on the cross, but there are still consequences of our sins. And a lot of times people feel like when things are going bad or choices that we make, and we start reaping those consequences, we think God's mad at us. And well, I right, think but that's you, I think there's a the huge key. I think there's, yeah, the flip side of that of like when everything's going well, do you think that it's because you're doing so well? great? Well, and most people do. <laughs> oh, okay. And so they're thinking, look what all I did, and I've done this, and I do that. If you do it this way and you do it that way, you'll get these results. We don't always get those results because you do it just like someone else. So going back, so she, this person, when you feel like your faith, you're nowhere, you're not but anywhere it's different. It's probably on performance. Because my faith is based on what I do and what I don't do. You're talking about that step. Like this just the step. And um, and so I want to address that, that I think with this mentality, if you keep doing that, you can go to hell. There's just a stronghold of I've got to be careful. I've got to be perfect. And if you feel like that you are judged based on your performance, you're never going to feel close to God because that's not what God judges you with. And even, I do think that maybe there's an element of performance and how much, it may not be performance in like action, but it does seem like a performance of like how much faith you have. Like, Well, I'm glad you said that because I do want to talk about this. You know, she said it was a journey. It was a, you know, stepping out, you know, step, what's this step? Feels like a step off the cliff. And I yeah. don't really call it a spiritual journey. A lot of people do. I you call do. it a faith journey. Oh. And a faith journey is, because there are a lot of people that are spiritual, but a faith journey is when I'm trusting God. And that's what, you know, you're struggling. Like, I want to get close to God. And that's why I addressed those two questions, because I think that might be a little bit of an obstacle for you to trust God, because if you're waiting on God to, to, you're scared to death at any minute something that you might do. Now, you may still push that aside and say, oh, I didn't know that. That was just when I was a kid. My parents didn't really mean that. But you need to go and write that down and ask God, how much of that do I really believe? Am I, do I really know the heart of God? Do I really trust Him? And, uh, you know, I've said well, this so think- often, you've said that we're in Cayman, and, you know, the kids will be at the pool. And uh, they will just take off and run and and jump in. Howard would be standing there, and they'd run and jump in Howard's arms. And he would kind of act like he's going to let him down a little bit. Right. And he would let him in, and they'd come back up and stuff. And I, I would sit there, and i think, they do not hesitate. They're running as fast as they can into the pool. They cannot swim. And they believe that God's that Howard is going. Howard is not God. That they believe that their father is going to hold them up, and that's the key. 
Because it's what we believe about God. It's how we view God. It's such a key. When Jesus was uh, with the woman at the well, he said to her, she had, you know, looking at love for all the wrong places. She had seven husbands and all this kind of stuff. And she, he said, if you knew who I was, Mm-hmm. You knew who I am. Well, and I think, too, there's an element of this is where there's so much faith. And we talked about this last week with the whole Bible mm-hmm. of like, you don't have to know. I mean, you can't we can never know the depth of the heart of God because it's so complex and there's always an element of mystery. But we can know his heart is loving. You know, there are, there are aspects of his, who he is that we can know. And I, I'm saying this to say there isn't. It's just a symbol of like, do you, do you know his heart? Do you and know that he loves you? Do you know that he loves you? Yeah. And you, I guess what I'm trying to say is there is also a journey of learning more and more about who God is. Uh-huh. I mean, you, it's just, it's like I marriage. It's time. like, yes. yeah, like you are still learning. You and dad have been married over 50 years mm-hmm. and I can't imagine you knowing more about him, but there, I'm sure there are still oh, things yeah. that you're still, you still learn, which and is. There are probably some things I don't want to know about. Right. But, <laughs> right. you know, but, but, but I that's think that's probably part some of the too, reasons like, that. Yeah, it's not, yeah, there's just that element of like, do you trust that he loves you yeah. and, and taking that and like this person of taking the step of faith. And some, I think, you I know, A.W. Towser said this, whatever comes into your heart and mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. In other words, that is going to determine a lot of what you think about God right. and how you view God. And I do want to say a point to this because I feel like, you know, I'm talking about this in counseling where I believe that, I mean, I believe that the Lord takes and gives away. And it says in Job, the Lord takes and gives away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But I believe that, and I didn't realize that I was believing that the Lord gives me something good just to take it away. Mm-hmm. And that is, those are very different things. And And I bring that up to say, I think that does not, I still would die for the Lord. You know what I mean? Like there are elements of the God that I, that are wrong, that I'm trying to unlearn, that are lies, that the mm-hmm. enemy has twisted in my heart and mind, that I'm trying, I'm still trying to, I'm still asking God to heal those things and trying to, you know, I just want to have want the, the right, yeah, I want the, the right view. Set free. Right. I want the right mm-hmm. view of a God, That's but right. that doesn't, working through that lie does not get in the way of my faith or salvation in the Lord. You know well, what I mean? Because I know. In Hebrews, it says that Jesus is the author of our faith. So it's Jesus who we're putting our faith in. And what you're saying is, I would die for Jesus. But the reality is, you probably would die for Jesus, but it's very difficult to live for him. Yes. And and so it, the spiritual journey of this journey of faith is an everyday step. And when you mentioned the relationship, step into yeah. it. But, but it's, it's stages. Mm-hmm. And like what Kara is saying is, I you know, got to know him when I was a young kid. Now I'm learning all these mm-hmm. things. I didn't know that I thought this about him. Mm-hmm. And God brings And I almost didn't even up. see it as a bad thing. I was like, yeah, he gives me take away. I'm sure he wants to teach me something. And my counselor was like, do you not see how mean that would be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess you're right. I had no idea. But mm-hmm. but he does take away. I, no, it, but what I was saying is like, he get, I'm going to give you this great thing just to take it away. Yes. And that's a whole different thing. Right. And that's what I'm saying. And Job didn't feel that way. He, right. he just said God gives good things. Right. Well, God will take bad things, but he didn't and, see that that was a bad thing. Where you're, what you're saying is, and that's what your counselor is saying is, how could a good person do that? Which is what, right? It would be a like, I would imagine, like, if it's a knife, they would be like, 
hey, I'm going to give you this knife just so that I can take it away. It's mm-hmm. like, why would you give it to me in the first place? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, anyway, and we're and not going to get into all my issues. I've said a thousand times over and over and over again, and I'll say it till, is that God never removes the best. He never removes something good. He never removes right, but it. The, but our view of what we think is good, because we're not God, we don't know the whole picture. And so... I think knowing the heart of God, if you can just keep saying right. to yourself, well, the only reason, God gives the best. Which, but that's not the point of why I bring that up is be, is to say when you take that step of faith in the Lord, mm-hmm. it's there is. Do you believe that He loves you? Do you believe that He His heart toward you is you know like all yeah. these and things? This is and what I would say. There's the more step. that there. There's more that will probably be unveiled. There's more. You know, you don't have to have it all figured out right you, now. You're not going to have it all figured out. And that's what I'm. That's the bottom and line. It's like I've been journey. walking with the Lord for 30 mm-hmm. years, and yeah, and realizing like, oh, I didn't have, like I would die for this person, but I didn't realize I was believing this thing about him. That's why I bring. Mm-hmm. That and this up. is the thing, Kara. I'm learning it every day. Right. And I've been walking with him way longer than, you know. Right. But you're never going to get to the place where you don't have have to have faith. Faith is believing in something in the heart of God and knowing and saying, you know, God, I'm going to trust you because I know that you sent your son to die for me and you are love. You would not, I don't deserve that. The cross is enough. I don't deserve that. I don't understand everything about you. And you don't understand, I don't understand a lot about computers, but I still turn mine on. I don't know why I can flip a switch and the light. I'll never understand the cloud. Yeah. And so there you go. And so, but I'm still going to use it. I'm still going to do it just because I don't understand it. But a life of faith, a journey of faith is, is trusting God, but you've got to start first with saying, and for me, I would say the first step in all the praying. I don't think that I would necessarily read apologetics. This person said he reads because apologetics is trying to prove there's a God. I think that your spiritual journey is, and like I was saying with Kara, she said, I'd die for him. I said, but it's harder to walk with him at daily, to live daily with him. And and it's not that you're trying to prove there's a God. I think you're trying to see how can I have a relationship with a God. And, um, and I may be wrong. You may be trying to prove there's a God. But what I would say is this, is that I would literally, you talk about praying, and I would pray and I would say, God, this is what I don't understand. And these are some of the things that I believed. I don't know how to embrace that you would love me for just who I am. So I want to start there. Because I've always been told and I've thought, whether it's in my subconscious or not, that if I do something wrong, you're going to send me to hell. And so I'm just going to ask you to help me to believe and trust you that you love me no matter what. you. And it's humanly impossible. This is called a journey of faith. It's spiritual. You deal with spiritual issues with spiritual means. And so I would definitely say that you grow deeper into your faith step by step, but it's those walls, these questions that you have and these walls that you hit, like Kara's talking about, her hitting this wall. I didn't know that I thought about God like this or I had that view of God. God allowed her to hit that wall so that her faith would start to grow. And it's those times that God will put us in these situations so that our faith will grow. And so I, I think that that's just different. As we walk with Him on a daily basis and you begin to pray, your faith grows. It's like a muscle. You have to start using it. And that's and that's what that's I true. would really say. Well, that's the other thing, too. That. Yeah, it's like, I mean, in 
my month, this month has been a lot, but that whole thing with faith, it's like, we can't, we can't not have like in every aspect of our walk with him, there's so much faith, like, and it's so hard. It's like, we want to see how this is going to work out. We want to know what's going on. We want to, you know, we want to be God. Yeah. And, and I think that is a lot of what, yeah. Anyway, that's what I think that. Uh, to grow deeper into our faith is to just step out. And when, I don't know what your friends would say about the step out. And if you feel like, well, still, I don't have very much faith, it's okay. Jesus just said if you had a little bit of faith of a mustard seed, you'd move mountains. And that mountain doesn't mean literally stone mountain or whatever mountain you'll be looking at. It means whatever is coming between you and God. And if you would just put your just ask God to give you the faith. Say, God, I'm putting my faith in you, and I'm asking you to give that. And you take that first. That would be your first step. And then just not try to figure everything out. But I would, I think, personally, to this particular person, they're probably struggling with my performance. Mm-hmm. I have to be perfect. I know I'm not going to be able to be perfect. And I just wanted to encourage you, God did not intend for you to be perfect because he knows you're not perfect, so he sent his perfect son and so I think that that kind of leads in a little bit on the third question. And Kara, do you want to well, yeah, ask I, that? I already asked it. Andy made, yeah, has made the, the statement that God, that God accommodates, accommodates to our capacity. That Andy said, you know, God accommodates to our capacity. And I don't want to speak for Andy, but I will well, say Well, no, they this. just were wondering what scripture supports Here's my this view. And I've got in your several scriptures. Oh, great. Jesus uh, said, according to your faith, this will be given to you. And you want to write this down. Matthew 9, verse 29. You need to have faith of a grain of seed. Matthew 17, 20. And that we live by faith. Romans 12, verses 3 and 4. The measure of faith given to you, us. And what uh, Jesus was saying is this, the capacity. Since Jesus is the author of our faith, he's the one that we have our faith in, and he's the one that gives us our faith. And so... God gives us a certain amount of faith. I do not need the same amount of faith as Peter needed. I did not need the amount of faith as Abraham needed. I have not been in the position. There are some times I feel like I'm in a position or can relate to Abraham waiting on God and things like that. At the capacity that we need, whatever we need to trust God, God will give us the faith to trust Him. So God accommodates to our capacity, and I believe that God is about capacity, and what he means is our faith. Now, if you get on in to some of those uh, verses that I gave you, they'll talk about some of the gifts that you have and that God's given each believer a different gift. And so based on the gift, God is given that capacity to be able to have the faith to fulfill and work out of the gift that he's given you. Yeah, Um, so it kind of goes back to talking about the love of God. Like he, no one wants someone to like force love on, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm going to make you love me. And it kind of the same thing. Like it's not that God's accommodating to us because he's weak or has to like, you know, he do whatever, you know, I have to accommodate to this person. God is not on our demand. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's more so of what it's it's like almost this humility aspect of his, of who he is of like, I'm going to, accommodate to the capacity of your faith for as much as what you can handle kind of thing. I think that it's not not what we can handle, it's what he can handle. Right. And because a lot of people are like, God won't give you enough, you know, too much you can't handle. Yes, he will. I can't handle anything. He gives us 
He won't we're, give us more than he can handle, right. but I've got to trust him to do it. Right. I think that Which, we're leaving faith that. out of everything. I think it's all about our capacity and our how, Which what, what we can do. What that means is God will give us more than what we can handle so that we can lean in on him. Like, That's I right. am, we, we are weak because him. he is strong. Right. That's right. And I think that according to our the measure of faith is what God, the, whatever situation you're in, God will give you the amount of faith to trust him in that situation. God doesn't want you to be perfect. He wants you to trust him. And that goes along with the conversation we had with the other question. And that's why I wanted to kind of grab it together. Um, there's another scripture that's in Hebrews 5, verses 11 through 14, and it talks about you you should be teaching, but you're not teaching. You're just still a baby or a child. And, and so you don't give a child meat, you give them milk. And that means, too, the level, and that kind of goes along with that other question, there's a spiritual growth and a spiritual journey. We grow in our faith, and our faith grows every single day when we're exercising our faith or we're in a situation where we have to exercise our faith. And our faith, it's, everybody has faith. You wouldn't get on a plane without faith. You wouldn't. You, you certainly faith, would not faith, drive on Georgia 400 without faith. So, but it's what we put our faith in. And if and well, that's the grain of mustard seed. It's like yes. you just believe a little bit believe in who in God me, is and who yes. I am. You don't have to believe. You don't mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. You don't have to be God. I am. Right. So relax and let me do this. And so I think that that when Andy says God accommodates, I don't. It's not like God is like walking around with a. Uh, he's a shelf, and he's walking around with a platter and saying, "What can I give you?" That's, and, I, and again, I'm not speaking for Andy. I know him very, very well and love him dearly. But I do know Andy's because I know him so well that he, that what Andy is not giving you an excuse not to trust God or not to have your faith grow. He's not giving you an excuse to say, "Well, I don't have that faith, so I won't have to do this." Right. You what think he's saying he- is, if God's put you in a situation, a position. He's going to give you enough faith to trust him in it. But here's the key. Jesus died on the cross thousands of years ago. I was not alive. You were not alive. But he paid for our price, and we have the gift of salvation, which is when we receive Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit, our faith then in him is what is ignited. That's our response to what God has done by faith. I respond to that. When we are put in situations, it is our response by faith that we do. It is not that I'm not, I'm putting my faith in Jesus. That is the author of my faith. That's the foundation of my faith. But my response to whatever God's called me to do or is the is my capacity to be able to respond in that in that faith and and again that's those are some of the verses I would look up I would talk about but our capacity is not in our ability it is in the ability and the power of of the Holy Spirit and the power of God and that's where uh, I think our capacity God hands it out little and little. Mm-hmm. When we need it. And I think I will finish this on this. God did not ask Abraham to offer Isaac at the beginning of his spiritual journey. He left home by faith, not knowing where he was going to go. And on the journey of faith, Abraham then had to come to a place where he had to lay down Isaac. And that's where 
I think that's the capacity, because God knew he had that capacity, because he had exercised faith throughout his life. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.